Welcome to On the Penalty Spot with Dave and Luke, episode four. Um, mate, how's your week? How's your new job? How's your training? All good. I'm very excited. You know, uh, pretty cruisy at the minute, just getting all the training done. So I've been able to watch a lot more football than I normally would, which is uh, fantastic. I've got to pretty much watch all the games over the weekend. Um, and I'll be getting up in about six hours and 16 minutes to watch Newcastle against Newport in the Carabao Cup. So I'll be going to bed straight after this. But yeah, things very, are good. It's very precise. I'm very excited. You know, there's a chance to get into a quarterfinal of a, a cup competition. It doesn't come around often for us. So. It's probably because we've had the easiest draw in the history of the League Cup. Yep, so we'll probably lose tomorrow now. Mm-hmm. Yep, but that's just the way Newcastle is. What about yourself? What have you been up to? Um, same week, just um, working away. Working away, training well, um, fathering well, husbanding well. Um, father, as you look at your wife as you say that yes yes as I look at my wife as I say that um, and as I look at Bear as as I say fathering well yep um, mate that's about it just just same same enjoying the football enjoying um, some weird and wonderful results over the weekend as we'll, we'll discuss in, in a little bit further detail very soon um, and yeah looking forward to tomorrow's uh, tomorrow's game actually I might um, I'll get up a bit earlier but I won't, won't be getting up at 2 o'clock unfortunately so I'll be watching it by myself. That's fine. You will be. You'll be. You'll be solo, and I'll be on a on a slight delay. Um, I'll probably be on about mm, probably about an hour and a half delay. So the, the length of a football match. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. Well, no, because you get the last ten minutes and oh, um, half time. Yeah, of course. Yeah, time. So. Um, if, if it's nil or text me with 10 minutes and I'll join you for the last 10. <laughs> I uh, don't think it will be, but all right. No. no. So, uh, mate, interesting interesting week in the Premier League, interesting week in world football. Um, some huge upsets around the, wor- around the world, around the leagues, which will touch base. Some weird, weird games, some very weird games. Um, very odd. Very, very odd. Monday morning was, was an odd morning to wake up to and, and um, have a look at all the scores and, and check out all the highlights and, and a few other games. Um, we'll start off in, in, in order. As we do with the Premier League and Man United, Brighton, Brighton play some great football. So good to watch. They were so unlucky. I really feel for them. Uh, they hit the post slash crossbar five times, which has got to be some sort of record. Uh, how Man United escaped with three points there, I, I just don't know. I honestly don't. It's um, mate, I love the way they play, the way they set up. I love the way they transition. Um, their, their size at the back, their, their ball playing ability. Um, Lamptey flying up up on that right. He's won another penalty. Uh, he's won two two penalties in three games. That classifies as an assist on fantasy. Um, so if you, you want a little right back at a cheap rate, jump on him. Uh, could be on his way to Bayern though. Yeah, I um, that. Um, but mate, you're not a little poor. Own goal. Rashford scored. Bruno Fernandez scored in the 655th minute. Yeah. First goal to be um, to scored after the full time whistle, I think. It's, yeah, um, I, that that handball and, and it's just the penalties that have been given this season is ridiculous. There's just so many. It's doing my head in. It's ruining the game for me. Whether it's a handball, whether it's a slight touch in the box, I mean, there was some really dubious decisions over the weekend. But Morpe, he had his hand up. Letter of the law, it is a penalty. I don't agree with it. I think he was just jumping, but you just got to keep your hands down. You can't, you can't get away with it. It's pretty hard to jump with your arms glued to your side. Yeah, you can't do it. It's impossible. So mm-hmm. Brighton were very, very hard done by and Man United, relying on Bruno Fernandes. Um, without him as the creative spark, I, I don't know what what this Man United team would be. They've got potent attackers, but they've almost sacrifice Pogba playing a lot deeper which is not the way he 
is set out to play. No, he's he's a he's a ten ten goal a season midfielder. He is, but he's not he's not been deployed as one at the minute. So he's basically playing as a defensive midfielder, and he almost gave away a penalty uh, against Connolly. The referee gave it, then it was overturned correctly. Yeah. Connolly did did fall over a bit too easily on that one. Um, but Brighton were really impressive. Um, Trossard caused them all sorts of problems. Uh, he hit post at least twice. Three times, Trossard. Yeah, there you go. First uh, time since um, Cristiano Ronaldo was at Man United. <laughs> That's just ridiculous. On another day, Brighton win that 7-3. Yeah, yeah. A little bit like Leicester City, which would touch base on that. Mate, United are not doing much for me. Their, their transitional play, their, their ball movement, their energy, um, their work rate, very Newcastle-esque. Um, they're, they're a shadow of what they were towards the end of last season where we, we, we actually tipped them to, to continue that run this season. Um, yeah, it's only a couple of games in and, and they're, what are they, two and... Two and one. Two and one. Um, no, one and one. They've only played. Two. Oh, sorry. One and one. Yeah, one and one. Um, yeah, not impressive to start the season, but Brighton definitely up there with um, potential overachiever tag. If they keep playing like this, uh, the only thing I worry about is if they get a couple of injuries, their squad is quite thin. Um, but with Lalana, you know, Basuma was out suspended, and they had Lalana to come back in. That's quality. Yeah. You know, to have that sort of in England, there's national replacing him. For a club like Brighton, that's that's really good strength in depth. Up front, Mope gets injured. Can Connolly lead the line for the whole season? He's only 19. Bright future ahead of him, but it's it's a tall ask for him, I think. But he, he caused United all sorts of problems running in the channels on the weekend and exploiting the lack of pace in Man United's defence, which is a constant you know problem for them. Uh, it was nice to see actually De Gea fire up at his defence. You know, a few times in that game, he actually laid down the law. Um, yeah, he was. He um, he actually played quite well. He's few impressive saves, um, and early on he was, especially those those balls are bouncing off the crossbars and posts. He was um, he was definitely quite vocal at his defence because as he should be. Lindelof has come out and said he's exhausted two games in the season, <laughs> which is interesting. Um, and Maguire, he's not worth four pounds at the not moment. A minute. No, not another a minute, minute. Unfortunately, mate. Um, Everton, Crystal Palace. Um, these guys are going to do a Leicester. They're three from three. Um, DCL, Richarlison got on the score sheet, which I said he's, he's going to tee up a goal soon. Um, so he did score. He did. Albeit from Penn. Um, um, Creati scored for Palace. Mate, Everton are good. Hamed's pulling the strings. Um, mate, they're exciting to watch. They're, I know it's early, but barring injuries, they could really push that top six. The only weakness I see in the Everton team is potentially in defence, but going forward, there's no concerns for me at all uh, about Everton. I still have question marks about Pickford in goal. Um, <laughs> I still think the yeah, old T-Rex arms, I think they can do a lot better uh, than Pickford, but if DCL keeps scoring and Hammers can stay fit for the whole season, you know, you've got Alain, you've got Decore, you've got Tom Davies there as well, and Richarlison, and it's a, it's a good attacking lineup and Comparing them to Leicester from a few years ago, it's not that far fetched. First time the no. most in a row since 1993. Yeah, back in the uh, the good old days with like, Paul Wright out leading the line for Everton, Vinnie Samways in midfield. So um, yeah, Rich Allison finally got on the score sheet. I think that's going to be um, that's huge. I think that's huge to them because no doubt there's going to be a time in the season where um, Dominic Cavalloon 
the goals will dry up. Um, and there's going to be there's going to be he's going to need a little bit of assistance from Richarlison, who's got exceptional pace, skill, and ability. Um, James will, will hopefully have to chip in with a couple, but Richarlison's probably the next go-to goal scorer. Um, so if he can chip in with you know 10, 12, 15 goals, uh, they, they're going to be exciting. And as I said this last week, they're they're, they're a team that I, that I like to. They like to watch and take time to sit down and enjoy the game and their movement and and watch Hamez just pull pull those strings. It's um yeah, it was a joy, absolute pleasure to watch him. Yeah, to see the um, the evolution of Everton under Ancelotti because he's got the team that he wants now uh, and he's a world class coach and now he's proving it. I mean, no one really thought Everton before this they signed those few players. They're they're a nothing team. I wouldn't tune in to watch Everton, but now with Hamez there, Calvert-Lewin, best header in the Premier League, from, in my opinion. Richarlison, always exciting on the ball. I'll tune in every every week to watch Everton play. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They're definitely on the, on the one to watch. Um, mate, moving on, Chelsea-West Brom. This is an odd game. West Brom were up 3-0. Chelsea came back 3-3. Very late goal by Tammy. Um, interesting how, yeah, Tammy up front, um, Timo in behind. Or kind of out wide, um, but yeah, Alonso, a couple of errors there at the back um, from Chelsea. Academy players save the day, which which shows you that their quality of depth. Um, and mate, West Brom, they they attack well. I think they're going to be exciting going forward, but they they lack that defensive ability, a little bit like Fulham. Um, on the subject of Chelsea, Ross uh, Barkley's on his way to Villa. Which is a good little pickup for Villa. I think Villa have started off quite well, better than what we thought. Um, yeah. Mate, Chelsea are good. I think it's, as we said, it's going to take the big question marks on Chelsea was like how long it's going to take for their new players to gel. Um, by the looks of it, it's going to take a little bit of time. Um, but do they do. do you know, Lampard has that ability to fall back onto his academy players, his young English youth, and that um, you know brings that little bit of spark. That that oh, I guess a little bit of flair with the Doyen. Whatnot, um, and just to provide that consistency. West Brom started great. Uh, Callum Robinson got a couple of goals, but the defending from Chelsea was awful. Alonso's weak header um, just played straight into West Brom's hands. And then Thiago Silva, lack of concentration, which is not what you expect from a player of his caliber, which is really disappointing. Um, I expected him to be error free because it was a there was no pressure on him. It was just simply just lack of concentration. Robinson slipped in behind. Christensen didn't have the pace to catch up with him. 2-0. Bartley scored as well. Poor defending from Reese James at the far post. Was caught ball watching. Bartley just tucked off the shoulder, tucked it away. But credit to Chelsea. They did come back in that second half. Uh, Mason Mount, great goal. 20, 25 yards out. hudson Adoy with a great great team goal. You know, Timo laid it in. And then Havertz with the assist. And then Tammy right at the end. Um, that's a get out of jail, jail free card. That one for Chelsea. They, they should have lost that. Um, Slavin Bill should be furious. Um, West Brom just showed a lot of naivety uh, defensively. Um, yeah. They were caught ball watching and just just errors that you wouldn't expect a Premier League defence to make. That they made that, and it's it's, gonna, it's a harsh lesson for them to learn. But they'll be better off for it. Mm, are they a Premier League defence though? No, not right now. Yeah, there you go. They, not right now. There's a few teams that are, um, I look at defensively and go, you're lacking. You are lacking, but there's still a week left in the transfer window, so there's time for them to... Uh, yeah, it'll be, be interesting. be interesting episode next week. Um, more transfer edition, maybe. Um, 
Mason Hampton, Burnley, Danny Ings can't stop scoring. Um, Danny, you take Danny Ings out of Southampton at the moment and, and Southampton are going to struggle to get some goals. Um, Ings and Adams forming pretty strong partnership, mate. I like Adams. He's a good player and just compliments Ings stupidly well. Um, Ings showed a lot of potential. I think the move to Liverpool was the right one, but he was unfortunately... But he's just, he was just injured all the time. Um, and Southampton have taken that gamble and it's paid absolute dividends for him. Yeah, I, I raised a few eyebrows when they spent close to £20 million on Ings. I'm like, well, you know, he's had an ACL and he hasn't really played since then. It's a lot of money to spend on a player that you don't know how they're going to react, but proved me wrong. Uh, 20-odd goals last season, well on track now. I think he scored three and three, he scored every game. And Adams up front, Compliments him very well. Um, Adams is not a prolific goal scorer, um, but he does. They have a pretty good link-up play. There's a pretty good chemistry there, and I like the fact that Southampton play with two up top. Uh, I'm always a fan of four-four-two. Oh, yeah. I like having two strikers. Um, but Burnley, ah, they, they need signings. Sean Dyche has even publicly said, "We need people in because that squad that they've got there, it's wafer thin." Uh, I, I do have a bit of concern about Burnley. I know they've only played twice, I think, already this season. Mm-hmm. But the um, early warning signs are there. They, they, a home game to Southampton is something they would expect to take points from. Yep. Yeah, I think so. Um, well, interesting enough, I think it's 44% of teams have won the away games. I think it just goes to show you that the lack of crowds, the, the effect it has... Well, the, the disadvantage, I wouldn't say disadvantage, but the lack of advantage that's given to the home team. Oh, it's huge. It's the same in all sports. There's there's no home advantage um, mm. anymore. So it's a, it's a level playing field. I mean, the um, the proverbial 12th man doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, it's all up, it's all upstairs, it's all in the head. Um, mate, Leeds, Sheffield United, Leeds on fire. Um, they're looking good for that top you know, 10 to 12 finish that we said. Uh, Bamford, the man, 3-3. Three and three. Good goal too, really good goal. He's, he took his goal exceptionally well last week. Um, good goal this week. He, he's proven he's proven a lot of people wrong in the Premier League. He, bit of a journeyman in the um, in the Championship till he found his feet at Leeds, and and Basile's shown a lot of faith with him, and he's keeping Rodrigo out of that. You know, leading the front line anyway. Um, mate, impressed, very impressed with Leeds. They can't argue with it. I mean, they've um, Bamford scored three and three, and the most impressive thing for me was a clean sheep yeah. um, for Leeds. Melier in goal. Um, yeah. Young only keeper. 20, only 20-year-old. 20 yeah. Keeping Kiko Casilla yeah. out, you mm. know, experienced Spanish keeper. Uh, he was fantastic. And Sheffield United had chances. They were unlucky. They have been in every game this season. But at the end of the day, it's three games, three losses uh, for Sheffield United. So Chris Wilde has got to sort something out pretty quick there. Um, Leeds, Bamford's goal was fantastic. That cross from Harrison on the left and... Bamford to head it down away from the goalkeeper, away from the... That's just textbook. That's, yep. that's how you're taught to head always, the ball. Always head into the ground. Always head into the ground. So uh, it's great because there's a lot of good English strikers scoring and Bamford's had raps on him since he came through. I think it was a Chelsea academy uh, yep. he was at. And then he went, did what yeah. all Chelsea academy players did at the time, went out on 29 loans. And mm-hmm. now he's found a home at Leeds. The signing of Rodrigo seems to have lit a fire under him. You know, that's... Um, Obviously, he's got to prove a point. You know, he got them to the Premier League, and then they go spend thirty million on a striker, and he'll go, "Well, why? I got you here. Give me a chance." And yeah, everyone wrong. Yeah, exactly. Well, especially Leeds. Um, mate, Leeds sold a couple of their strikers as well because Bamford was was leading the line. 
Um, I mean, mate, Bev as well, he surprised us last week, a little bit of turn of pace last week, which yeah. we, we thought he didn't have. No. Uh, exceptional in the areas he should be for his, for his height and size. But, um, mate, they were good, yeah. But Mezier was classing goals, some quality saves, very high, highly high-pressure saves. Again, the, the away team winning that one. Um, actually, the, all games we've spoken about, except for the Chelsea West Brom, the away team has actually won. Um, actually, looking at all the games, the away team has won every game but two. Um, so if you're doing a sports bet, we'll get the away team. Um, mate, Spurs and Newcastle. Um, I suppose we have to. We have to talk about it, don't we? Look, uh, Spurs, a couple of things. Spurs are wasteful. They hit the post probably more times than Brighton did. Um, they had plenty of chances to wrap. That game should have been wrapped up by halftime. There should have been 4-5 to Spurs at halftime. Carl Darlow was sensational in goals. Um, pulled off an extremely impressive double save um, in that first half. Um, before we move on on the handball rule, like you've said in your notes, mate, Newcastle can't attack. We defend with 10 men behind the ball, and then we have no outlet to attack. Um, and I'm lost for words in regards to what Steve Bruce is trying to achieve as a manager, trying to achieve with with our team, with his team. Um, and just the way they set up, you, you play Miggy, then sweet, we've got a good outlet, but you play 10 behind the ball, so then you've got no outlet to, to, to a counter-attack and to put pressure on Spurs, who have shown they're vulnerable at the back. Um, the game ended up 1-1. Lucas Morris scored. Richie at fault there for me. Um, didn't realise he had to defend and, and miss the ball and... Mora taps in, and then Wilson scores in the, the 95th, 96th minute. Um, from a, a, poor, a poor call. Um, ha, probably harsh call in regards to, to a penalty. I think Roy Keane said it wasn't harsh. He said Eric Dyer should be... have his, He had his back turned, and he shouldn't, and whatnot, and his arm was away from his body. But look, from a Newcastle perspective, who cares? It's a call. Um, but from a football perspective, like you, you can't be giving those. No, it's killing the enjoyment out of the game, uh, this whole handball rule. It needs to be fixed. It's, it's ruining the enjoyment. We, we That's not a penalty. No, no day of the week is that a penalty for me. If that was given against us, mate, we'd have a whole episode dedicated to it because we'd be blowing up. Yeah. As simple as that. So I do feel for Spurs. Uh, they'd they deserve to win that, but at the end of the day, they wasted a lot of chances. Uh, Carl Darlow won't play any better than that. Our keepers always seem to turn up when we play Spurs. It was Tim Krull a few years ago. He made 14 saves. Carl Darlow made 11 saves there. But going back to our attack, three games in, three shots on target, three goals. 100% conversion rate. Yeah, but, but three, 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 <laughs> three. And, and you know, you're forgetting here we scored... Two goals in the first game with two shots on target. We didn't have a shot on target in that second game against Brighton. At home. Um, at home. We played, played Spurs, one shot on target, which was a penalty. So technically in not, not in free play. We didn't create anything. Um, no. And then um, they're moving into um, moving into the Burnley game this week. That'd be, that'd be interesting. We'll probably win 4-0. Four, four um, with four shots. So it's... Um, mate, for me, the sooner... And it's not going to happen... Um, but the sooner Bruce leaves, the, the better. We've got Newcastle have a good squad, but they have no identity, no style of play, and that they, they lack tactical direction. And that that's all down to Bruce and what they do on the training pitch. He's not going anywhere though, so we're just gonna have yeah. to get used to it. It's it's just negative football, uh, to be honest. Um, we've got John Joe in centre midfield, playing a box to box type of role that he's supposed to be, but he's doesn't he's not athletic enough for that. He's a, he plays a, a 
quarterback role, to use a new terminology, stands there and sprays a pass. But he was awful on the weekend. Everyone was. Uh, Matt Ritchie showed the fact that he's a left winger playing at left back with his lack of awareness uh, when Mora just popped in over his shoulder. Yep. Uh, luckily, we got Jamal Lewis back because now Ritchie's out for two to three months, done his shoulder. Uh, I'm not sure when Dummett's back. Uh, we've got we've got some issues. Um, also, hope we have St. Maximan back soon, even though he was Fraser. Poor. Fraser will be back. Fraser. So, I guess uh, I, I guess from a, from a fan's perspective, we need to wait a few weeks till um, ASM starting, Fraser starting, Wilson starting. You know the, the way we set up properly, and Bruce has all these soldiers on the field, and then we can judge on the style of play and how we how we're going to set up. Because if you are defending a team like Spurs, Liverpool. Uh, Chelsea, City, and you do want to park the bus, you need Fraser, St. Maximum, Miggy, Wilson as your outlets to counter-attack. And if you yeah. do, if you don't have those, we're playing long balls to no one. Um, but surprising enough, Joel was one of the best players on the pitch. Yeah. Yeah, and £40 million striker playing defensive left midfield, really. That's, that's where he was playing. So yeah. it's just... You know, you can have all the attacking players on the pitch, but if they're getting the ball 40 yards out from their own goal, you can't expect them to run 60 yards and score a goal. Yep. We have to give them the ball higher up. It's We set we set ourselves too defensive and too deep. We, we just let Son take two free shots from outside the box, hit the post, hit the crossbar. Lascelles was just stood off him, staring at him. It's it's just negative football. And it's really frustrating to watch. And I'm looking forward to us playing a League Two team tonight, and hopefully, you know, <laughs> putting we put seven past Morecambe last week. So I'll be happy. I'll be happy with two or three nil, mate. I'd be confident we could win League Two. Mm, I'd probably um, playoffs. Playoffs. Yeah, um, mate, City and City and um, Leicester. This is an insane game. Um, <laughs> five five two to Leicester. Vardy Vardy. So a little stat is. Only three strikers or three players have scored a hat trick against Man- Pep's Man City. Against Pep, right? One was Messi, and two hat tricks have been scored by Vardy. Against, yeah, um, mate, yeah, Vardy hat trick. Madison, uh, tell him there's two penalties in there out of the five. Three. Uh, well, sorry, three penalties. Yeah, three penalties out of the five. Well taken, Vardy and his penalties. Tell him it's laced that ball. And mate, Madison's goal is sensational. Yeah. Great strike. Uh, Mares on the score sheet. Cracking goal to start as well. Um, Nathan Ake on the score sheet. Um, we spoke about that Man City needed to... They needed to strengthen at the back. They've strengthened the back. They've considered five, albeit three penalties. Um, an absolute cracking goal. Excuse me. Um, they've signed Ruben Diaz from Benfica with Otamendi going the other way. We're a big fan of Diaz, um, especially on Football Manager. Yeah. Um, I guess all the hopes are on, on that new centre-back pairing of Ake and Diaz and and that's the end of Otamendi. I guess John Stones is not going to play too much and you're looking at a whole, got a whole new centre-back pairing for City there. They need to get it right. They haven't got it right for a few seasons now. Uh, Laporte is one of the best centre-backs in the league, but he just can't stay fit. Um, Otamendi's gone. Stones is a backup. Ake is a good left-sided centre-back and Ruben Diaz plays right-sided centre-back. Very good player on the ball. Loves to pass. Uh, he's a leader as well. He's very vocal. So, And he's 23 years old, so he's got a lot of improvement left mm-hmm. in him. I'm just not sure whether a Diaz and Ake partnership is good enough to win the league. I think Laporte needs to come back ASAP yep. for Man City and to join either one of those, uh, whether it's Ake as the left-footed centre-back, which I know Pep does like. Uh, he just adds a nice little bit of balance to that defence. But the fact is Man City spent £400 million, and the defence is shocking. 
Kyle Walker gave away a penalty. Eric Garcia gave away a penalty. Kyle and Walker's penalty annoyed me too. He didn't need to do that. It's like he'd never seen Vardy play football before. You know yeah. what Vardy's going to do. He's going to run off your shoulder. He's going to get into those gaps. Yeah. Just They just defended so stupid. It was just amateur defending. Mm. Uh, and for me, Man City, Pep gives them strict instructions. They know how to play. But when the game goes against them, I don't know if he's got a plan B. I don't know if they've got enough leaders on the pitch there to change the way they play. It's very regimented. It's very structured. And when it works, it works well. But against Leicester, they look clueless. Um, yeah, mate, they did. I guess um, it's, it's a bit... Mate, Sterling played as a striker. There's no Aguero. There's no Jesus. They're a striker short. Um, as you mentioned here, Delap, Doyle and, and Palmer on the bench. So their, their depth is you know questionable. Um, mate, they're, uh, they're a striker short because Aguero, over the last couple of years, he is getting injured. And Jesus is um, certainly prone to being out for three to six weeks the season. Um, but they're, they're short of striker. Yeah, I mean, you, you look at that Man City bench, and I, I know they're, they're academy graduates, but Leicester's bench was so much stronger than Man City's, and you don't expect the squad of Manchester City's you know, investment to have three academy players on the bench. Uh, it, it just, I mean, I know they've got big raps on Delap, and he did hit the crossbar in that game, but the gap between Aguero, Jesus, and then Delab, the gap's too big. They, they need another striker in there, yeah. somebody to fill that gap. I don't know who they could go for. I don't even know if they're in the market for a striker, but if you're playing Raheem Sterling as a centre forward, that's not his best position. That's my other players. Louis, Louis Suarez would be a sensational pickup for them, which we'll, we'll touch, we'll touch we'll base later. later. Yeah, but they're, they're, they're players in the market. You, they, they should be, you know, they could opt to, They could have opted for a Cavani on a free transfer. Um, you know, it's interesting. Um, mate, but, you know, Vardy, DCL, top goal scorers. Um, it's going to be interesting. Two Englishmen fighting fighting for that title at the moment. West Ham Wolves, interesting result. This one, 4-0 again. We Very unexpected Wolves. Horrible, uh, sorry, West Ham, horrible week one. Better week two. Much better week three. Um, Wolves weren't good at all. Um, very, very poor, which was bizarre. Very slow in defence. Um, Jared Bowen took his first goal exceptionally well. Easy little tapping. Um, Jimenez scored in the wrong goal. Uh, um, and mate, Sebastian Hall on, on the score sheet, which is a very rare occurrence. Um, I'm not sure um, if West Ham are turning the corner. I'll wait and see next week. I feel like they're a little bit like us. Good one week, poor the other week, and rubbish the week after, or rubbish okay good and then back to rubbish um i'll be i'll need to reserve my judgment but mate wolves were wolves were average yeah i'm just going to put this down as a one-off for wolves Uh, i don't think we'll see them play that badly again this season it's the worst i've seen them play under a spirit santo um west ham were good um jared bowen you know he scored one goal in 23 games before that for west ham and then scored two two well taken goals great positions you know the first goal was a nice curl into the far corner the second one tap in from three yards out. Uh, Sebastian Allaire with a you know, a good, typical headed goal, pretty much like Bamford, headed down against the uh, against the grain. West Ham scored five in the Carabao Cup, scored four against Wolves. Confidence is high. Um, but the West Ham are a club that confidence can just go, can drop dramatically. It just takes one thing. Mm. And then they're, they're in the shit again. We'll see, we'll see how they go against Vardy in less than this week. Yeah, I'm putting that, I'm calling that a fluke result right now because I'm not convinced by West Ham and I know Wolves won't play that bad again. Yeah, mate, I agree I agree with you exactly to that point. Mate, Villa, um, yeah, 
Fulham exceeding our expectations at the moment, Aston Villa. They're, um, they're two from two. Yeah, don't uh, do any better. Yeah, two clean sheets, four goals. Um, should have put some filler plays in my fantasy team. Uh, mate, Grealish on the score seat. Huron uh, Mings. Mate, their midfield. So with the pickup of Barkley, you got Douglas. You got Douglas Louise, McGinn, and Barkley. That's a little bit of tenacity and, and a little bit of you know a quite dynamic midfield midfield you know trio there. Well balanced. Yeah. Uh, Douglas Louise will do the. Um the workman-like stuff. He'll sit in just behind, play that defensive midfield role. McGinn, his through ball for Grealish, you know, he's just, he's got the vision. Uh, and we all know what Barkley can do. Barkley is technically one of the best English midfielders going around as far as, you know, ability to pick a pass and shoot from distance. Consistency has always been the key with Barkley, but if Villa can unlock that, they're looking a lot better now than they did a few weeks ago when we did our Premier League preview because they they signed Bertrand Traore as well, who scored on debut in their Carabao Cup. Yep. Um, Martinez is the only goalkeeper this season not to concede a goal, so that's proven to be money pretty well spent so far. So cautiously optimistic if you're a Villa fan, I guess, at the minute. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can't ask for any more. Until they play Liverpool on the weekend. Um, True. But, man, that's a great midfield. Grealish, Luis, Traore... Um, Doug, you know, um, McGinn, um, Barkley, like, yeah, that's, that's, that's good. That's, that's a top 10, that's a top 10 midfield in the Premier League at the moment. And uh, I'd be interested to where they go through the Fulham, very amateurish, not a Premier League standard. We, we, we chat about this. They're going down. They might, they'll go down without getting a point. Um, and then the the Fulham chairman has actually come out and apologised. I don't know if you, if you heard this. He came out and apologised about the team's performance and Scott Parker ripped absolute shreds off him um, for apologising about the team's uh, dismal display. So it'd be interesting, A, how long Scott Parker hangs, hangs around for, um, but B, whether how you know how much um, say the board has in you know Fulham's go-to. But we'll see. Yeah, a pretty successful businessman, though, uh, Tony Khan. You know, he owns the Jacksonville Jaguars in the, uh, the NFL as well. So... They're not a very successful franchise either, so he'll want some success. So Scotty Parker could be could be in trouble, especially if he's at loggerheads with the, with the boss. But they need to improve and improve quickly. They that Kenny Tete and Dennis Adoy, they, they were they were woeful um, on the weekend. They were just amateurish defending. They were just ball watching, not tracking the runners. It just it, it just screamed League One standard for me. Not even Championship standard defending. What's um. Does Scott Parker last the whole season? No. Yeah, I agree. I agree. He's I, I, I want him to because I, I like Scotty Parker. Uh, you know, he was great for us uh, in the few seasons that we had him. And he's been a star since he was about six or seven. I think he started in a Burger King ad back in the UK. And that was his, <laughs> that was his big break. Uh, but he was he's a great midfielder. Um, and he'll be a great coach one day. It's just... It's a step too far at the minute with this Fulham team. They, they shouldn't have been promoted, to be fair. So, and they're proving it right now. Um, mate, moving on, Liverpool, Arsenal. Um, Arsenal took the lead here, Lacazette. He actually wasted quite a few chances. I'm not sure if you saw the video. It's a funny video floating around on Twitter where uh, um, Lacazette missed, missed, I think, his second or third chance and the ref kind of jumped up and down on the ground and someone... <laughs> Someone had someone mentioned he uh, the ref had triple captain Lacazette for his fantasy team, <laughs> um, so, which yeah. is quite amusing. But yeah, Mane, um, Robertson, 
Um, Jota on debut. Um, Salah actually was was quite selfish in in yeah. a chance. I'm not sure if you saw. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which post. which really annoyed me. And Salah went to try and take it off Jota and um, made late in that game. Um, yep, Salah influential. Jota on debut. Arsenal were poor, but Mane should have been sent off for me. On Tierney, the uh, the old yeah. arm in the face. Yeah. If it's anyone else, he probably gets sent off. I, it, it should have been a red. If you watch the if you watch the other angle, um, and his intent. I'll, he has his fist closed. His intent. Yeah. yeah. He's not flapping his arm out. He has his fist closed, and there's intent. That's a red card. I think any other club or or you know any other club is not the top six uh, <laughs> potentially. That that that's got to be a red, and that changes the complexion of the game. Mane gets on the score sheet. Um, obviously, he creates space for other influential players. Um, but yeah, that's a red card for me. It was. Um, Arsenal's goal was very fortunate. You know, Robertson doesn't make many mistakes, and that was a poor defending. He made up he, for it. He made up for it. Uh, great finish at the back post. Just a little dink over the keeper, over Leno. Um, Jota did well. He had a few chances uh, when did. he came on. Salah tried to steal one from him. Salah's got that in him. He does have that selfishness, which I guess all... You kind of yep, you you need it. Yep. Yeah. Um, and that's I think that's just teething issues. You know, Salah and Jota, it's his debut. They're still ironing out the kinks. That They'll they'll work on that um, going forward. But I, I was impressed uh, with Jota. I knew he'd fit in pretty well there. Uh, it's it's such a good structure and a good team to come into, uh, Liverpool right now. Uh, confidence is high. Uh, slight concern with Thiago. Going to miss the next couple of weeks, you know, testing positive for, for COVID. Mm. Um, but they won't lose too much in the next couple of weeks. No, he'll, be, he'll, be, he'll be back soon. But as you, did he, who knows, he may not have tested positive with this Fernando Vadasco <laughs> uh, uh, Fiasco in um, at Roland Garros in the French Open. You, you could have got a false false positive. The Vadasco fiasco. Uh, yeah, they're, they're done. Um, maybe Liverpool. They start off well. Three wins, three games. Evident. Three wins, three games. Leicester City, who we actually thought might struggle a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, three wins, three games. Villa two and two. Um, and Arsenal up there. We, we said Arsenal still potentially a top four, top six team. Um, I, I think that's right. Then. The table doesn't really give us too much, um, yeah, reflection on how things will be going. But Man City in 13th place, that's and, and United in 14th, it's quite good to look at. Yeah, I, I don't see Fulham moving too uh, far from uh, where they are right now. Uh, I think, and and to be honest, I believe that's probably the bottom four currently, where your West Brom, Burnley, maybe Sheffield United will get out of there, um, and Fulham, but definitely Burnley, West Brom, and and uh, Fulham are in trouble. I'd agree with that. I don't think Sheffield United will stay down there for too no. long. Not that they've got an abundance of quality in their squad, because I'd, I'd yeah. still think that um, they're a team that's punching above their weight. Now, I think Chris Wilder will sort them out uh, fairly shortly, and I think they'll move up slowly up the table. They won't go much higher than tenth this season. Mm, yeah, they'll be a bottom. It'll be a stable bottom half team. Yeah, sweet. Maybe we'll move on. Um, Premier League. Um, still on the Premier League. Before we touch base to transfers, we get a few segments and a few tips. Um, bit of European football chat as well. Mate, your team of the week. Let's go. My team of the week. So in goal, it could only be Carl Darlow. Um, 11 saves. Kept us in the game. Uh, honourable mention to Melier as well from Leeds. Uh, kept a clean sheet. Some good saves. But for me, Darlow gets the nod. Uh, right back, uh, TAA. Um, I thought he was really good um, for Liverpool. Defensively, you know, putting in crosses, dangerous set pieces. He's just turning into the complete 
footballer, not just a complete right back, but just a complete footballer. Uh, I've gone for Tyrone Mings as well in centre of defence. Got a well-deserved England cap last year. And Villa, two clean sheets, two wins. He's been to the heart of the defence and popped up with a goal this weekend. Uh, Virgil van Dijk, I've put there at centre-back as well. I know Liverpool did concede a goal, but Virgil was imperious. Um, Just his passing, he just controls the game from the back and... Liverpool looks so much better when Virgil is there. He played with Joe Gomez as well. Gomez did well. I've had big reps on him for quite a while. Um, but yep, Virgil and Mings. And then left back, Arthur Masalku from uh, West Ham. Um, played in the wing back position for West Ham on the weekend and tore Wolves to shreds. Um, him just bombing up and down in that left wing, getting the crosses in, tracking back. It was probably the best performance I've seen from him for quite a while. Centre mid, Bruno Fernandes. Um, just save Man United yet again. Yeah, yeah. His creativity, his through balls. He's just he's that link between midfield and attack that they they've, they've lacked for quite a long time now. And if, if he gets injured, I I have concerns for Man United if he goes down. Uh, joining him, an old favourite of ours, Yuri Tielemans. Yeah, class. Great uh, penalty. Scored a penalty. That one-two with Timothy Castagna on the right, and then Vardy the flick in. Uh, he, he just controls that centre of midfield uh, for Leicester. I've gone on the right, uh, Jared Bowen. Uh, well, 4-0 win against Wolves, two goals. Can't really ask for too much more than that. Nah. Controversially, on the other wing, I've put Sadio Mane. He was very influential um, against Liverpool. Maybe shouldn't have been on the pitch, but when he was on there, he's just a threat. Every time he gets the ball and he attracts two defenders. Him and Salah, they just... They free up so much space for the other midfielders and the strikers around them that, um, yeah, he, he takes that position on the left wing for me. Jamie Vardy, hat-trick up front. Um, he seems to be getting better with age. He's playing a lot smarter now than he was a few years ago. Before, he, he used to just run around aimlessly. He was like the energizer bunny. He was just running around. But he's a lot more selective with his runs now. That's what I've noticed. And that's it's proof that he's got a good footballing brain um just the maturation of jamie vardy over the last few years he's elongated his career because if he kept running around like a headless chicken like he did Mm -hmm. a few years ago yep he he doesn't play at the standard he's playing right now so credit to him credit to brenda rogers as well um because obviously that's been coached into him um and they're getting the best out of jamie vardy he's looking better now than he ever has and callum robinson um I had a bit of question marks about West Brom, who's going to score the goals for them. And I'm still not convinced that he will be the answer, but two goals against Chelsea, you know, opportunistic goal again, you know, he anticipated Thiago Silva making that mistake. That's a good striker's instinct. That's not something that Raheem Sterling would have done as a striker for Man City. It's something that strikers are born with that natural instinct. So I'm, I'm happy for him. I'm happy for West Brom, you know, got a couple of goals. Um, not a big fan of West Brom, but mate, Let's um, cheer on the underdogs. and Yeah, Robinson. take him on. Why not? Absolutely. So, yeah, that's my team of the week this week. Um, Impressive. I like yeah, it. I like, I like it, it as well. Cool. Good. Good, good. Madison, Madison played well. I think he... Off the bench. Yeah. Probably, yeah, off the bench. Um, made chance for news. We spoke about this. Diaz, um, Otamendi, um, going the other way to Benfica. Uh, Wesley Fofana to Leicester, potentially. That's a great um, song. Yeah. They pick him. That yeah. production line from Saint Etienne for centre backs is um, it's prolific. Um, the last one they sold was uh, Saliba, who went to Arsenal. 
um, huge reps on him and huge reps on Fafana as well. So yeah, but finally they've um, the Harry Maguire replacement. Finally, yeah, and I mean Soyuncu was I guess the replacement because he didn't play the season before. But yeah, they've they've got that Harry Maguire money burning a hole in their pocket. So and they've been very good with the money they've spent. You know, Castagna's fit in amazingly well. He's been, he's been class, absolute class. He's been good. Perez last year did what Ayose does. He turns up occasionally. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see Wesley for fire, and that strengthens an already strong Leicester defence. Yep. Yeah, it definitely does. Uh, Barkley Villa, we touched on earlier. Uh, Brewster, Sheffield United. That's the big the big talk. Uh, whether it's going to be permanent with a buyback clause or just a loan, I'm not too sure, but Sheffield United could use Rian Brewster, a, a natural, a predator uh, up front. Because as things stand right now, McBurney, not a prolific goal scorer. McGoldrick doesn't score that often either. And they're lacking that cutting edge up front. They had enough chances against Leeds to get something out of the game. Yep. Uh, I think if they had someone like a Brewster or someone of the ilk of like a Tammy Abraham or just a young, enthusiastic striker looking to make their mark, if he goes there, I, I can see him scoring at least 10, 10 to 12 goals yep. this season. Because um, they've got creative players behind me. You know, John Fleck, Sander Berger, you know, Lundstrom, Lundstrom does well to get forward at the same time. Lundstrom, too. Yeah. there's there's a decent there's a decent core in that Sheffield United team. They're just lacking, I guess you know, a bit of cutting edge up front. Mm. Um, Luka Jovic to Man United is an interesting one. He made his big money move from from Frankfurt um, to Real Madrid. Stagnated a lot, didn't get a lot of game time, wasn't given a lot of game time, and probably won't be given a lot of game time. He did start a game the other week. Um, for Real Madrid, but uh, I, for me, he needs to move. He's big, he's strong, he can score, he's quite versatile. Um, United probably need an out-and-out striker. Uh, it probably would be quite a pretty good fit for both of them. He needs a move. Uh, he definitely needs a move. Uh, we, I expect, well, I'll speak for myself, I expected better. I thought he'd go to Real Madrid, I thought he'd get more of a chance, but he obviously hasn't impressed Zidane. Yep. Talent's there. There's no doubt about it. Real Madrid wouldn't have spent that kind of money if he wasn't a talented player. So he needs a change of scenery. And Man United need to do something in the transfer market. I saw Gary Neville just blew up. Yeah. Why Why is it taking Man United so long? We know all about it being Newcastle fans trying to get deals over the line. They should just give up on Sancho because they're not going to get no, a with it, with it, They're talking Dembele at the moment, 50, 50 odd million pound, yeah. um, which is half of what they want for Sancho. Um they're not going to get Sancho. I think Sancho will stay at Dortmund for another year and, and potentially come to England after that. Um, Dembele is a bit interesting one where the Barcelona sell. Barcelona do need to sell. They're struggling financially. Um, it'll be interesting. I, I, it, United haven't purchased too well, but but they're still they they, they need a centre back. And we've we've chatted about this on every episode. They're they're buying these wingers and these attacking players, and they're they're short a centre back or two. But they don't seem to be linked with any. It doesn't. It looks doesn't look like they're um, they 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 see a need to buy a centre back, which because no. they're trying to offload players. They're trying to offload Rojo and Smalling and Phil Jones yep. uh, and Andreas Pereira as well. But there's no takers. Uh, it's yep. much the same for Newcastle. We want to bring players in, but we can't because our squad's too big as it is. We need to offload before we can bring players in. Yeah. So that's the that's the issue that Man United have. They've got all this dead wood. Smalling. Roma wants Smalling, but Man United want too much. So there's a bit of a Mexican standoff happening there. Dortmund have said straight out, £109 million, Sancho's yours. 
but Woodward's just trying to, to haggle with them and mm. go, I oh, will give you 90. Dortmund don't need to sell. Dortmund are a very healthy, well-run club. They can name their price. And if Man United really want him, stump up the cash. If not, move on because mm. other teams, uh, they've, they've leapfrogged Man United right now in the transfer market. Um, they, may, they have Leeds have actually picked up, um, well, not picked up at the moment, but they've agreed to deal with Bayern Munich. Yeah, Mikel Cousins. Cousins, that's Croissants. Croissants, yeah. Croissants, yeah. 17 million pounds, I think. Yeah, Mikel Bruno Dominique Cousins. Your French accent is phenomenal. I did live in France for a few months. Mate, he's 21. You can tell. He's 21 years old. He's only played nine games in the Bundesliga. Um, it's it'd be interesting. It'd be a good little pickup. Yeah, it's an unknown for me. Um, Bielsa's obviously seen something in him um, that he wants. In Bielsa, we trust, mate. He's played plenty of times for the French youth side, so it'd be interesting to see what comes from that. Yeah, uh, you know, leads are strengthening. Um, they've spent a fair bit of money. Fair bit of money. Uh, started the season well. Why not? Give it a go. I mean, they've got... Yeah, I mean, he's a centre midfielder, I think, by trade, so they could probably use an extra body in there. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of pressure on um, on Phillips in that midfield. Massively. I mean, he is that anchor in yeah. front of the back four and just behind the uh, the centre midfielder. So if anything happens, croissants or croissant. Croissant. Uh, <laughs> mm. It'd be a good backup. Um, I did see that, that deal. I think he's due for a medical uh, today at Leeds. So. Yeah, he's... Uh, there's a, few, there's a few wheels turning in the Premier League with the transfer window coming to a close. That Barkley deal just came out of nowhere. I didn't even see Yeah, that. no, that's, that's what you want. That's what exactly what you want. You want things to go under the radar, no one to talk about, not to be in the media, and then be like, bang, it's done. We're like, oh, that's fantastic. Yep, agreed. That's the way business should be done um, in the Premier League, including takeovers, which we won't touch too much on. Mate, European football, some odd results. Dortmund losing, um, Bayern Munich losing. Um... You know, there's a great game between Inter and Fiorentina. Thanks. 4-3, you're welcome. Some, <laughs> some bizarre, bizarre games. Um, what is happening in world football? I don't know if it's the lack of fans in the stadium or maybe complacency or I don't know what it is. I mean, Augsburg 2-0 against Dortmund. Yeah. Wouldn't have picked it. I think Bayern lost 4-1, I think yeah, it was. Yeah, like, you're definitely not going to pick that, are you? And... Well, a sports paper would have been painted. Bombine lost 4-1 to Hoffenheim. Yeah. Um, Schalke 3-1 to Werder Bremen. Sorry. Yeah, it was Schalke a shit. Um, we were getting relegated. Augsburg bought uh, Dortmund. Yeah, 2-1. You wouldn't have picked that either. It's, it's, it's a bizarre result. And it's for, Dortmund, for Dortmund's side, like, frustrating to lose when Bayern Munich losing. Yeah, I know. You think it's the one week that you can um, get a bit of a jump on them because Bayern yeah. aren't going to lose many of the season. And neither will Dortmund, uh, yeah. to be fair. But the Dortmund squad, it is quite... It's youthful with a hint of experience there, but you'd still expect Dortmund to um, to beat Augsburg nine times out of ten. No, you would, you would. But um, mate, so Serie A got underway. Oh, well, it's been underway for two two rounds at the moment. Um, Milan off a cracking start. We we discussed earlier that uh, that um, COVID has Latin, not Latin has COVID, <laughs> uh, which is cool. But Napoli off to a cracking start, mate. Um, Ronaldo on the score sheet again, two goals. The man just does not stop scoring. Um, I don't think you ever stop scoring. Cracking game in Inter and Fiorentina, 4-3. Uh, two, late, two very late goals um, from Inter in the 87th to 89th. 
So yeah, it hurts. It hurts. Yeah. Mm. Mm. You're a Fiorentina fan, um, but mate, the, probably the biggest talking sport, talking point in um, in European football is the transfer of uh, of Luis Suarez to My Atletico Madrid, um, and that that's paid dividends straight away, mate. They're, they've won six one. We, we discussed last last season. They probably would have taken. 12 games to score six goals last season. Yeah. Um, mate, they've won 6 1. He's come off the bench and made he's banged in a double, double in about 10 minutes. Mate, absolutely phenomenal. Uh, we said it last week. I, I can't believe Barca would let him go. Um, he's still a premier striker in world football and he proved it. He only had half an hour, but in that 30 minutes that he was on the pitch, they scored. He was actually on the pitch for 19 minutes. 19 minutes. Yeah, there you go. He came on the 70th or 71st minute. Yeah. They scored three goals. Um, he got the assist for Lorente and then he scored another two and had a penalty. Um, he won a penalty, which was overturned. So, yeah. and Lorente was great off the bench as well. They they combined really well. So, Atletico Madrid, if they can keep you know all the players fit, they're big in the challenge. I think with without doubt with, with Barcelona doubt. With, with Barcelona probably being weakened a little bit. There's so much of an unknown about Real Madrid and and how they're going and how they're going to play. They don't. Zidane doesn't know his starting lineup. I've been following Real Madrid's um, lineups in the last, sort of the end of the last season and this year, and and there, there's such an influx of different players week in, week out. Yeah, you look at um, you know one week Rodrigo's going to start and Vinicius Junior is going to start. The next week, um, you know, Jovic starts. I think the the, the lineup that Real Madrid put out against Batiste, um, Jovic started, Odegaard started. Um, you know that which is which is different, and then the week, you know the next week, um, or the week earlier, sorry, um, mate, Odegaard started, Vinicius Junior started, um, Rodrigo started, um, they made it all all over the shop. Modric started, Modric didn't even start. It, it it's different. I don't think Zidane knows his best eleven. Um, I think it's a great opportunity for a club like Atletico Madrid, who who know who their best players are. Um, and then you've got players like Luis Suarez now who's going to... They play a good 4-4-2. I think Joao Felix just drops in behind Di- um, Diego Costa there. And, and it's going to be great when you've you got players like Koke, uh, Carrasco, Carrera. Um, and they're, they're quite solid at the back. Well, we know they're very solid at the back. Yeah. Um, it, I think they, they're really going to challenge for the title. If I might even jump on Sportsbet and, and put, <laughs> put a couple on them to win the title. I think, I think it's a, a good little shout. You've got Thomas Party coming off the bench. Thomas Marr. Coming off the bench as well, and Laurentiis coming off the bench. Like, it, it, it's there's a lot of depth there. There's a hell of a lot of depth. It's it's probably one of the most well balanced squads um, in La Liga. There's no doubt about it for me. Um, side note on the Atletico Madrid game: one of my favourite players, Jorge Molina, scored his first yeah, goal. Yeah, I saw that. Six one. Yep, thirty eight year old, just signed a two year deal, so he'll be playing until he's forty. Uh, an old favourite of mine, but seven dollars for Atletico Madrid to win La Liga. So. Uh, is that all? Yeah, just chuck a cheeky pineapple on it, mate. I was just chuck a cheeky pineapple. <laughs> yeah, go oh, for $2 it. $2 Real Madrid. Yeah, that's not bad, actually. Yeah, $7 is good value. Yeah. So, top, uh, top goal scorer, Messi, $1.60. What's Suarez paying? Uh, well, eight eighty. It's not probably not a bad shout. It's not a bad shout because the Spanish league is really weird because that was Atletico Madrid's first game of the season, but other teams like Real Sociedad have played four. So yeah. it's really skewed. So, well, he's on two. Messi's probably on none. But yeah, he's a dollar sixty. That's ridiculous. 
it's messy though, isn't it? Yeah. He'll bank 30 in. That's just the, just the way he is. Unless he gets injured, which I hope he doesn't. Yeah. Don't like to see anybody get injured. Well, Ronaldo's favourite 251 in... um. What's Immobile paying? Immobile is paying 810. Whoa. That's juicy. Lukaku, 560. That's juicy as well. Yeah, it's oh, very juicy. Get on the Immobile and Suarez double. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be quite uh, quite juicy, very juicy. And the and the um, and and the uh, I'll get on the Everton Everton Atletico Madrid double to win the title. Oh, you won't do it. You won't do it. I should have done the Calvert Lewin into Suarez into Immobile. Well, mate, you did the Calvert Lewin, but on your on the penalty spot tips, um, you tipped Timo Werner. Yeah, I know. That's all right. I can... It's fine. Season is still young. They'll both score twenty five goals exactly. Everton's paying fifty one dollars. Yeah, you won't do it. Leeds, Leeds are paying one seventy six. That's not bad because the next jump is five hundred and one. That'll be us. That is us. <laughs> Wolves are actually five hundred one. Leeds are paying. Leeds have more of a chance of winning the title than half the league. Yeah. Well. Interesting. You won't do but, it. No, I won't. Oh, I might do that. I might do the um goal scorers actually. That'd be, uh, that'd be class. Um, moving on before we lose all our money on Sportsbet. Um, got it all anyway. Yeah. So, mate, I've got to throw you... We'll do it on this day. We'll do it on this day now. Yep. Um, I've got a former Newcastle player for on this day. September 30, uh, 2006, Manchester City bad boy Joey Barton. Uh, it was in the headlines when he bared his naked backside... To Everton fans after a one-one draw, Premier League Goodison, um, he only got a two thousand pound fight. Yeah, pocket money for him. That's fair. I'd I'd do that. That's fantastic. Uh, I love Joey. He's class, mate. I think he's doing. I really would have loved them to go go up last year. Yeah, me um, too. But they're struggling. They've got off to a pretty slow start. Slow start, Fleetwood Town. Um, easy, easy for you to say. <laughs> yeah, very easy for me to say. <laughs> yeah, I think he's got a decent career uh, as a manager. You know, he's done all right. As um, Fleetwood and you know, controversy has always followed him. He, he's he's a polarizing figure, but we we love him at Newcastle. You know, he um, hundred percent commitment. Did well for us. You know, he played well. Um, you know, he was passionate. That's all we ask for. You know, he gave a shit. Yeah, true. He cared. It's exactly what, and that's exactly what most clubs ask for. Uh, mate, I'm going to give you an either or. It's a tough one, I think, today. Go for it. Who has the biggest? Career, Phil Foden, Mason Greenwood, Ansu Fadi. I'll go Phil Foden. Oh, yeah, probably not what I actually expected. So the reason I'm not going Ansu Fadi is because Barcelona, when Messi goes, I don't know if the gap between Messi and Fadi is too big. I don't know if there's an in between a stopgap because I think youngest Fati... youngest Spanish goal scorer of all time. Yep. Oh, talents there, no doubt about it. And he it's he will be world class. But for me, Foden's got the X factor uh, that I look for. He's had his apprenticeship under David Silva for Man City, playing under Kevin De Bruyne, playing under Guardiola. He he's just he plays well above his years. Um, Greenwood, I can see inconsistency uh, from Greenwood. The, I just, I don't know. For Foden, Foden's special. I, I, I can't put it any other way for me. I just, I, I look at the kid and he's, 
he's world class um, already, and he's only twenty. Fatty's what eighteen now, if that potentially he might still be seventeen. I'm not even sure. He's seventeen. Seventeen, yeah. When he's twenty, we'll see. Uh, but I still think he's gonna. He's got a lot more developing to do. I know he's already been capped by Spain, which is no mean feat because they don't just hand caps out uh, yeah. at Spain. You have to be a pretty special player to do it. And I did see Foden and Greenwood are going to be dropped by England, uh, which is fair enough after their indiscretions in Iceland. Yeah, But they're all world-class players. And that's a tough question because I think, aside from Thiago Almada, they probably will be the next um, <laughs> big superstars in world football. Uh, Greenwood's progressed a lot quicker than I expected him to. Um, we've known about Foden for quite a while. Yeah. Uh, he's patient. I like the fact that he stayed at City, didn't go out on loan. I love that. absolutely love that. I feel like loan can actually deter, deter their development sometimes, especially when yep. you've got a manager like Pep and the players around you. Like Learning from David Silva, you're not going to get that at, no. a Ple- at a Plymouth. No, you're better off staying and training with the best than going out and playing Sunderland or something. You know, yeah. It's just you get so much more from training with the best and that's why he's reaping the benefits right now he, he dictates the game um, him and De Bruyne are together it's just they've, David Silver is the greatest Spaniard to play in the Premier League and they've lost nothing by him leaving yeah. and that says a lot about um, the faith and the talent that Phil Foden has spot on Absolutely. good answer well done thank you well done you, you can stay on this you can stay on the show Oh, I can still co-host. Excellent. Yeah, so, so oh, you, you, co- <laughs> you co-host. We're 50-50. Um, mate, let's look at the fixtures. I might even run through some European fixtures as well. Um, just before we start, I just put a cheeky multi on then. I put <laughs> Luis Suarez, top goal scorer, yeah. into Immobile, top goal scorer, into Dominic Cavalluan, top goal scorer, into Erling Haaland, top goal scorer. What's that paying? I put $5 on it. It's paying $14,897. <laughs> oh, oh, mate, i got to get on that. I gotta do it. That's not. That's actually not bad. That's actually a pretty. Yeah, it's realistic. I mean, except the fact that we're going against Ronaldo and Messi, and and Lewandowski, and Lewandowski, yeah, yeah, and Vardy, I guess. Yeah. So you, you're almost talking me out of it now. But no, let's do it. Fourteen, fifteen grand, fifteen grand, or oh, five bucks. I mean, come on, why not? I won a hundred dollars on um, the dogs earlier tonight, so. That's, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Um, mate, while you're there, uh, we'll go through this. So um, next week, Futures Premier League. Uh, Chelsea Crystal Palace, I'm going to go with a home win. I think Chelsea shore up their defence. They win that 2-0. Yep. Um, Everton Brighton. Um, Everton got this. Uh, I'm also going to go 2-0. I think Brighton's luck will run out a little bit in terms of their goals and they're attacking now. Uh, Leeds that City. great. That this, great game. This could be 5-5, five, 6-3. Four 0 to City. Um, it's going to be great to watch. I, I'm not even going to pick. I think City's definitely got to win that. Um, but it's going to be great to watch. Absolutely great to watch. What time is it on? Two thirty in the morning. That'll be on delay um, because I'll be at your house at five a.m. to watch Newcastle Burnley. Yes. Um, Newcastle Burnley. That's going to be tedious. I'm going to get two one Newcastle. Wow, you reckon we're going to get two shots on target or are there going to be two own goals? Own goal and a kerfuffle and trip over goal. Um, is he with 2-1? Mate, I, I, I tipped um, Newcastle to Spurs 1-1. You said a draw and I said yes, I agree, 1-1. So we got yep. that right. Um, mate, Leicester, West Ham. Um, I, I think Leicester put three past West Ham. Oh, yep. Without um, reply. Yeah, without the reply. Southampton, West Brom. 
Uh, 1-0 Southampton. So just to go back to what you said earlier, with all the away teams winning, you're basically tipping every home team this week. Well, I think <laughs> I think the home teams are quite strong, to be honest. Like they're, they're stronger than the other games. And until it's the last game. Yeah, until it's the last game. So I'm going to go with... Um, yep, Shea Adams is going to score there, by the way, if you want to put cheeky... Uh, Cheeky goal on that. So no, um, no Danny Ings goal against West Brom. Wow. Um, Arsenal, Sheffield United. Um, this would be. I think oh, this is hard. Like for me, the head says Arsenal, but the uh, sorry, that will probably. I don't know. Something in me says this is a draw. I say draw. I'm saying yeah. a draw. Yeah. Score draw. Yeah. Score Go draw. One. Score draw. Yeah. Um. Wolves, Fulham, Wolves make up for that. They win this. Yeah, it's a bad time to play Wolves, I think. Look, they, they win this by uh, two goals plus. So two plus. Yeah, so, two uh, plus. No, no exact scores here. Um, Man United, Spurs, this is a draw. This is going to be the most boring game of the week. Um, Mourinho will, will shut up shop. Uh, United won't do anything. Um, probably be a penalty each. Uh, so that'll be a draw. And Villa, Liverpool. Liverpool win that comfortably, mate. They'll win that 2-0. Two, two Loves a 2-0, doesn't he? Yep. All right, so you've got... Okay, so one home... One away win. Yep. Oh, Man City, maybe, against Liverpool. Well, Man City, Man City will win that, but the, it'll be going to be the best game of the round. Yep. All right. There's some good fixtures there, though. I'm excited for Everton Brighton because they're both playing a really attractive style of football. So that's going to be. Yep, a, I'm a good. I, I'm excited game. for the Leeds City. I'm excited to watch our game yeah. um, at 5 a.m. because we're one from one this season watching together. That's true. You're wearing um, your purple jersey as well. Oh, always yes, and I'll bring my new Newcastle, my new new old Newcastle jersey. Your new new old Alan Shearer uh, Cup final one that yeah. I'm insanely jealous about. 1998 feels like a glove. Absolutely. There's going to be some games. I'm, oh, there's some cracking games like United Spurs. <laughs> On paper, it should be one of the games of the round, but for me, the way they're playing is going to be one of the worst, <laughs> worst ones around. Uh, um, but that lead, the, the, probably the biggest fixture out of that, would, for me, is Leeds, Leeds and City. That's going to be an absolute cracking game. Yeah, uh, uh, there's goals. There's goals in that. Yeah. Um, I, I'm excited for it. And Villa, Liverpool as well. I know Villa are in form. They're, they're playing well. Uh, Ross Barkley will be making his likely his debut. Um, Liverpool looks a little shaky in defence mm. at times this season, so... Liverpool will still win it uh, and win it comfortably. But Bright, Brighton actually play United tomorrow morning, quarter to, quarter to five. So Carabao Cup. Yeah, uh, Burnley yeah. Burnley will knock out City. Brighton knock out United. West Ham will knock out Everton. We'll make the quarter final. And we'll we'll get an easier run. Okay, so what are we paying to win the Carabao Cup? Oh, God knows. <laughs> um, they made good and Atletico Madrid are on the morning, so hopefully Suarez can bang in a triple. Well, we need him now since we've actually got um, money on it. Super Cups on tomorrow too. Dortmund and um, Dortmund and Bayern Munich. Oh, that'll be good. What time is that on? Four thirty, straight after our game. Four thirty, beautiful. So Friday morning, what have we got? Yeah, nothing too exciting. Oh, Liverpool Arsenal Friday morning. League Cup. Arsenal, yeah. Mm. So it's a big yeah. week for Spurs. They're um, they're travelling four games in a week. Yeah, so they're playing they're, Maccabi Haifa. I think they're playing in um in you know Stadium Australia in Sydney, aren't they? The week after that, something <laughs> yeah. super like that. Probably, but um, the big game. Um, I'm excited for the Europa League. Klaxvik. 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 They're away to Dundalk FC. If they win, they're the first ever team from the Faroe Islands to qualify for the Europa League. So, pulling for the underdogs. So, always, always. I let's love go that. for Klaxvik. So, uh, 
They're um, Faroe Islands, just a tiny little place. We actually had a player at Newcastle from the Faroe Islands goalkeeper, uh, Edmondson. Um, yeah, it'd just be nice to see either a team from the Faroe Islands or Gibraltar. You know, Gibraltar. Gibraltar. Great, great shot. Shout out to Bruno's Magpies. Oh, um, yes. We still, we still want the jerseys. Yes. I'm sure they're listening. Still send them to us, please. Um, mate, we're paying $21 to win the League Cup. Oh, well, that's, that's cheeky pineapple on that. It's a grand back. Yeah. Easy. It's easy money. Yeah, easy done. Easy done. Um, sweet, that's us. That's us. Uh, episode four done and dusted. Episode Patrick Vieira done. Oh, Patrick Vieira. Yeah, your French accent's getting worse as the episode goes on, mate. Yeah, it's getting late, mate. I'm getting tired. <laughs> um, so Bobby Robson turned down Sunderland job to wait for Newcastle chance, as he bloody should have. There's a reason we love him. He is the goat. Absolute goat. Oh, like Marina Mourinho coming out midweek saying he's a little magpie. That gave me a little bit of a, little, <laughs> a few goosebumps. Yeah, it's the uh, the respect for Bobby Robson, definitely, that he's got there. And if you haven't watched it already, I know you have, but anyone out there, Bobby Robson documentary on Netflix. Mate, I, t- I tell you, actually, it's a good Netflix um, doco I watched the other day. It's um, it's on elite coaches in the in. World Sport, the episode oh, yeah. episode one's Doc Rivers. Nice. Um, out, of a, and, out of a job at the minute. He is out of a job at the minute, but episode one's Doc Rivers, and we watched, um, Cassie and I actually watched it, and obviously, as as you know, I'm, I'm a massive Boston fan. Yep. Um, huge Boston fan, probably just below, probably Newcastle. Um, and the Doc Rivers one, so she kind of showed his insight to, to what he's doing at the Clippers, but also how he, uh, how he turned Boston into, you know, their franchise winning in 2008. Um, it's called a coach's rule for life. Okay, that's what it's called. And then episode two, or oh, sorry, no, it's not. Yeah, coach's rule for life. It's called the playbook. The playbook. Um, and Jose Mourinho is episode two. Ooh. Phenomenal. His his insight to coaching, his insight to the way he treats his players, his squad, what he does from a personal level, the reason why he left different clubs at certain times, on his terms, not on anyone else's terms. Um, he left Inter Milan. The night after they won the Champions League final, he got the offer from Real Madrid. He didn't tell anyone into Milan. He just left, got in the car, didn't go back to the hotel, didn't go back to the airport with the players, didn't go back to Italy. He said if he had have gone to the hotel, he had have gone to the airport with the players, had have gone back to Italy, he would never have signed for Real Madrid. He said emotional emotion would have got the best of him. He would have stayed in, at Inter Milan. Um... He drove the car down the hill, gave me goosebumps actually, and he jumped out of the car and he saw um, Marco Materazzi um, on the phone, went up to Materazzi, gave him a huge hug, they both cried their eyes out for a couple of minutes, he got in the car and that was the end of his inter-career and end up in Real Madrid the next very next day. Wow. Yeah, so pretty cool. I'll definitely have to watch it then, because I've always, always been a fan of Mourinho. Uh, I know he cops a lot, but... Yeah, no, watch it. Watch it. It'll um, very. It'll boost your uh, boost your opinion of him, even if, even though I have a fairly high opinion of him. Yeah, I do too. And he's a disciple of Bobby Robson, so he's, he gets. Yeah. Some, um... He's um. His stats are undeniable. It's he, he went. He was appointed manager at, at FC Porto when Porto were poor. He and no one knows this. He signed players based off their personality, not off how good they were. Yeah. He signed players that wanted to play for Porto. It'd be like Newcastle signing local players because local players are always going to give their heart and soul for their club. So he did that at Porto. Then they went on to win Champions League two years later. That's unheard of. He then leaves, goes to Chelsea, wins the league. Leaves, goes to Milan, wins the Champions League. 
leaves, goes to Real Madrid, does the same thing. Incredible. Success almost everywhere he's been. And the last couple of jobs, he's underperformed, I guess you could say. But there's no yeah, doubt he's still but, a world-class but, manager. But has he really? Like He's done nothing at Spurs. Sorry, well, Spurs have done nothing for a long time. Well, yeah, but, you know. But, but you look at it like United. What do you do at United? He won, he, won, he won trophies, and then they sacked him. Yeah, but that's just Man United, though. They're a bit mm. of a bipolar club, though, to be fair. Yeah. They, um, they have, Man United have lost their identity as well in the last few years. They're only just slowly getting it back now with these academy graduates coming through. But Yeah. Spurs, you know, he's brought Bale back to the club, so the, the feel-good factor is slowly coming back to Spurs. Sun's playing well. Kane's playing well. You know, good times might be ahead for Spurs. Um, I think they've got a good manager there, though. I think Mourinho will do decent things at Spurs. Just, yeah. just give him time before he's, he loses um, interest. All right, so just a good little stat here. Um, manager record. This is We've gone off a huge tangent here. I absolutely love it. I love it. So he's won the Champions League at Porto. He won the the league in 0203, 0304. Um, he won the, 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 the Portuguese Cup. He won the Champions League. He won this UEFA Cup. He won, and he ran up in the Super Cup. So he won the UEFA Cup with Porto in his first year as manager. Then he won the Champions League the year after. Year after. Went to Chelsea. He won the league um, back-to-back. And then he won the league again in 14-15. And obviously won the League Cup three times. Um, he won the FA Cup. Um, he won the Community Shield. The only thing he didn't win with Chelsea was the Champions League. Champions um, League, yeah. They, he won two back-to-back. He won back-to-back Serie A's. He won the Coppa Italia. He won the Super Coppa Italiana. Uh, he won the Champions League. And then he went to Real Madrid, won the La Liga, won the Copa del Rey, um, and then the, the Super Copa de España. Ooh, impressive. Better than yeah. your French. You like that? Um, yeah, and then, mate, United. EFL Cup, Community Shield. He won the Europa League, mm. which people forget. And they're like, oh, he he was, you know, it wasn't a success. Um, I guess the only, like, his, have a guess of his win, his career winning percentage. 65%? 63.96. Oh, shit, that wasn't bad. <laughs> That's, that is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and the only blemish, I guess, at the moment, is his lowest win percentage is, is at Spurs, or his second lowest is at Spurs. He was at... Uh, you know Dilera in um Dilera. in in Portugal. Um, he had a forty five percent forty five percent win record. Um, but he's yeah he's nineteen eleven eleven with Spurs. But he's been incredible. He had fifty eight win fifty eight percent win record at um at United, which was the same as his Chelsea Chelsea days. Oh, the stats are undeniable. It's just he's he's a you know he's a lightning rod for controversy. You know, he, yeah. people are quick to jump on his back. People are quick to criticise him. Um, it, it's unwarranted, and he he is going to go down as one of the greatest coaches uh, um, of the modern era. Yeah, a rung below Alex Ferguson for me. Uh, Fergie's, oh yeah, Fergie's Fergie's king. Fergie's, Fergie's king. Did yeah. you know? Did you know that Mourinho management figure? No. Yeah, he did first first job. There you go. Here's a random fact. Who was Andre Villas-Boas's first job? Who did he manage first? Andre Villas-Boas? Yeah. Um, I'm... Hold on. It definitely wasn't... um, Surely it was in... I don't know. Um, Well, he was at... It's the most random team ever. Um, I don't know. Absolutely don't. I know he managed Porto, Chelsea... 
Where do you go to Spurs, then Zenit? Um, where is he now? Marseille. Um, I think I may have missed something there because I know he had a cap. Um, I'm, I don't know. I actually don't know. It was in Portugal somewhere. Yeah, so before he was at Academica. Oh, oh good. What Academica. a club. And I'm pretty sure he managed the British and Virgin Islands at some stage as well, which is yeah. really, really random. He had a bit of time in China as well, but he was supposed to be like the next... Ah, uh, China. Okay, that's yeah. where he went after Zenit. Yeah, so everyone just thought he was going to be, you know, the next... Mourinho. Jose Mourinho. Yeah, that's what the, the raps were on him and... He's well, he won. Of, he won the. It's because he won the Europa, Europa League at Porto. Yep, exactly. So yeah. he won nothing at Chelsea. No, and he hasn't really lived up. But um, yeah, he was the technical director of the British Virgin Islands, aged twenty-one, before he moved into his managerial career. Twenty-one. There's hope for us yet. There is. There's still hope for us. So no, it's just an interesting stat. It's just funny to watch. You know. The careers of, of, and you know, it, it was great seeing the, all, all the old photos of Bobby Robson on the, the bench, his Barcelona, his Kappa kit with Mourinho alongside him as the translator. And Ronaldo. Yeah, it's just simpler times. You know, we went to um, the markets last week and saw all the old jerseys, and it just brought back all sorts. Oh, of, uh, so good. All sorts of memories. Um, so good, so good. Love it. All right, that's us for episode four. Um, follow us on the Pen Spot Twitter, um, on the Penalty Spot Instagram. Love, like, please don't dislike, share, uh, question away, Apple and Spotify um, podcasts, and we'll be back same time, same channel. Um, more chat, transfer news next week. Um, hopefully with Newcastle win up our sleeves. Uh, maybe a Leeds win over City and a Suarez hat-trick. Not asking for too much, though, are we? Nope. Nope, not at all. And next week will probably be co- coincide with the end of the transfer window, so it should be a loaded episode. Yeah, I think we might. Um, maybe we'll delay. We'll delay episode five and bring it into to to coincide with the closing of of uh, the madness of that transfer deadline day. Plenty to discuss. So it'll probably be uh, an hour and a half to a two hour episode next week, which I'm excited about. Well, this one's an hour and fifteen, so we're killing it. This is- Doing well. We went off on a tangent. We were supposed to have finished 15 minutes ago. Mm, Jose Mourinho. All right. Much love. <laughs> See you later. Okay. See ya.